Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, it may not all be connected. Writers, directors in conflict, wars being fought, Steven Rogers may have broken the timeline. All that right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. How you doing, Jeff? I am in shock. Um... At the the stress that's going on. Uh, oh, oh! You mean in our in our favorite universe here? Yeah, in this in this strained, huge universe that we have. Yeah, I'm I'm actually like pretty upset with what the what it appears they're doing in the MCU. Uh, Are we mourning? Are we in mourning now? I I don't know, man. I, I really don't know. Uh, so. For those of you who don't know, uh, I don't know the exact wording. I tried to look for the quote. If you can find the quote, that'd be awesome, but I couldn't find it. Um, <laughs> the um, Jeff Loeb came out and basically said that all of the TV shows, the current running TV shows like uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. particularly, um, Cloak and Dagger, Runaways, if it was ever connected, are, are going to all happen pre-Snapture. Uh, specifically to that, the snap. What we've said is that, on, or is that only we don't want to spoil what's in Avengers Four. Jeff Loeb said, "Our story comes out before then, so in that particular case, when there's something that cataclysmic, we've said that our story takes place before the snap." Okay, that's the full quote that they is in this article. It. I think that's BS because they spoiled. Um, Winter Soldier the week after it came out and it was one of the best like events ever. <laughs> right. Um, that's stupid. If that, that, I don't think that's true. I think that they are did not have the chance to work it in. And so I guess this season is just supposed to be happening um, before the season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Maybe next season they'll reference it. I don't know. I can't imagine them doing that, though, because it's going to have to involve, like, a five-year time jump. Yeah. Well, it's going to have to involve a little bit of a time jump. I mean, they're going to have to... Everybody going away, you know, is going to be one thing, and then five years later, everybody comes back. Right. Well, well so, that's the thing is... So, if you haven't seen Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. yet, guys, um, there is... Uh, the, have, you, have you seen Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. yet this season? Yes, yeah, I have. Okay. Uh, well, I, this isn't really a spoiler, but it's a timing thing. The first episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. says one year later. Yep. Which means they would be well past the snap. If, if, if at the end of... It, 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 the, the, only, the only marker of time we have to mark it with Infinity War is they say the week Infinity War came out... They mentioned, hey, do you see all this craziness happening in New York? I can't. I, I can't watch the news. It makes me crazy. Yeah. And so we could say that's the Daredevil <laughs> Punisher fighting. <laughs> that could be anything happening I, I in New York. I guess it could be anything. So I guess it's just annoying to me. Uh, it just feels like yeah, it's, it's really aggravating. Like yeah. you are one company and you have claimed like you claimed for years that everything was connected. It's all connected. And all these things are, are intertwined and, and interwoven. And like, it works when you make it work. Yeah. 
and it's really rewarding for us as fans when you make it work. I totally agree. Um, and it, it, sitting here talking about it, it's making me feel a little better, to be honest, because I was scared I was going to get on the cast and start talking about it and get infuriated. Uh, because it, if it if they just abandon it, it will kind of infuriate me because um, we've watched this for ten years, and, and particularly these shows we've watched for five years and done casts about for five years because they're all connected. And if then they go, well, now none of that happened. It's just a real bummer. Uh, <laughs> that which you have promised you must perform. The, the, sitting here now and talking about it is not making me feel worse. It's actually making me feel better because I am realizing there are theories. There is headcanon that works. So for now, I'm okay with it. For now. Yeah. There for is now, headcanon that works. Uh, if they don't, at some point, address the snap in um, Agents of Shield, I will be darn right upset. And it, we, 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 the problem is, we watch all these things because they're connected. And I realize now they're moving to a new model where they're going to put their new TV shows are going to be these prestige television shows on their Disney Plus service. Yep, which is awesome. That sounds great, but but. If, 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 how can I trust you as a company that it's all going to be connected this time? What if in 10 years from now you want to make a Loki movie that conflicts with the Loki show you made? Are you just going to throw the Loki show out? Like, don't do that. Trust your canon, rely on your canon, and like, don't change things when they're, you know, when it's unnecessary to do so. Um, just work within the boundaries that you have set up in the past. I realize that it, it means a lot of boundaries, but you know what else it means? It means you're going to make the most money ever when you put out a movie. You're they're darn close to hitting, uh, they're at two point, almost 2.6 billion now. Oh no, I got, I got a notification this weekend that Avengers Endgame is now number one in the world all time. Oh really? Yep. Oh, okay. Well, great. Um, I did not hear that. Um, I was looking at, I looked at, uh, it might have been domestic. Hold on. Oh, I'm looking at my office merger sure. right now. Yeah. It's not on, it's still 2.6 on 2.614. Yeah. And, and, uh, avatar was 2.7. So it's still got a little ways to go, but not much. It's getting real, real, real close. Um, yeah, they got uh 1.74 billion dollars to make, not billion, 1.74 million Hundred million, Jesus, hundred and seventy-four million dollars. Yeah, and then that's it. I'll get there eventually. <laughs> so uh, they're, they're they're about a hundred million away, and so that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, now, that's not far off. Another another um, problem going on in the in the in the MCU right now is this Captain America time travel stuff. The since the movie came out, the writers and directors have been doing a ton of interviews. Which is rare. Writers and directors don't normally do this many interviews. Writers and directors tend to not answer a lot of questions about their movie. They let it stand for itself. They are getting in the weeds. They're like answering, like, you know, the questions we want to know. But still, I, I almost feel like they might be shooting themselves in the foot, locking in whatever they mean. It, it, th- th- this was an interesting thing. It was a meme that was going around that said, Captain America, does he go back in time? Does he go back? Uh, by the way. Full spoilers for Endgame. <laughs> we're gonna, we haven't done it yet, but <laughs> we're, it, we're gonna if start If it hadn't been said game. before. At the end of the movie, Steve, uh, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, uh, apparently somehow lives out his life 
with someone. <laughs> um, uh, they never even say who. Well, no, like he's, they show him. They show him having having his dance. But I said, <clears throat> and so I guess we're we're to assume he lived a life with Peggy Carter. Um, and so Captain America, uh, they asked the writers and directors, does he go back and make a life with Peggy Carter in an alternate timeline or the current MCU timeline? Because he's on that bench at the end. We've talked about this, so you guys know what we're talking about. Um, what I thought, what's crazy is the directors and the writers answer it completely differently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's not really that great. <laughs> Team Russo says... If Cap were to go back into the past and live there, he would create a branched reality. He lived his married life in a different universe from the main one. He had to make another jump back to the main universe at the end to give Sam the shield. Yeah, but Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely are saying the Ancient One specifically states that when you take an Infinity Stone out of a timeline, it creates a new timeline. So Steve going back and just being there would not create a new timeline. So I reject the Steve is in an alternate reality theory. Yeah, it's a... It sucks that the writers and directors can't get together on that. <laughs> yep. yep. It's like they're answering all these questions and not answering them consistently. That's a little uh, annoying. Um, I'm well, a- by the by the theory that Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely drop, uh, the 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 timeline in which Loki goes like that Loki gets the the space stone, the Tesseract, and disappears is not a different timeline. Because he doesn't remove that one from the timeline. That's right. And I have a feeling the Loki TV show might delve into that. And if it does, like, they're just wrong, which is just weird. I, <laughs> I think there's no way, if, if you change anything, you create a branch timeline. Like, in my mind, what the Ancient One was saying is if you take a, take a stone from a timeline, then you create a, a very bad timeline. Is what I'm talking. What I what I, what I thought that all meant is that you know they create a darkness. Of course, he say, he does say that, then we can go back and erase it. Those statements don't jive with the way the movie seems to work. <laughs> yeah, they're just doing uh, the most convenient. Well, the, the, time travel. There's a ti- there's definitely got to be. It, I just don't agree with the writers. Is the problem <laughs> like there's there's you can't say that Thanos not existing in a timeline isn't going to create an alternate timeline, right? Like, that's a huge deal. <laughs> that's that's kind of a big deal. Thanos left one of the timelines, and it's crazy. It's crazy that, that, that they're trying to say that's not going to change the timeline. Um, my theory for this has been, the theory that I've been thinking is, so in the movie they create timelines throughout the entire movie. They create all these timelines uh, about... four timelines we see them create my theory for this is we the 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 timeline we're in the timeline we've always been in is their fifth timeline the one where the one where steve steve did go back he did create an alternate timeline where he marries peggy carter that is the marriage that we saw him in through all the all the movie all the movies when she had a husband and kids, that was him. But the trick is we're in a fifth timeline where he existed as her husband. There is a timeline out there where he did not. 
that's the that's the theory that I gave you uh, what last last time we recorded. Okay, is that we've been in one of those branched timelines this entire time. Yeah, I think that that works. That totally works. Okay, uh, I'm I glad like, that you came around. I don't remember us talking about that, but yes, <laughs> that works. Um, the uh, I was talking to my buddy Gary. Uh, shout out to Gary who does not listen to this podcast. He admitted to me today, shamefully. Um, <laughs> Gary, he was like, "So, what did you think of Endgame?" Because uh, it's I like you'd know if you had ever listened to the know, podcast. There Gary. are hours of documentation of what I think of it. <laughs> um, we had a lead up to it, I'm and just, you just were not there for it. I'm just teasing. I, I don't fault him for not listening to the podcast. I'm going to. I'm gonna text him right now, dear sir and or madam. <laughs> uh, he had a theory that I really liked. He he, he well, first we were talking. We're 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 going on a hike today, and we're talking. And he said, uh, "I thought Captain America aged differently." Then he does well in 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 uh, in comics. He does. Uh, we don't know that he does for sure in the movies. Uh, but if he does, this is a theory we came to, and I love it. Steve went back and lived his life with Peggy in all timelines. What? Right? That pretty good. Huh. What what if he like just jumped, jumped, jumped through the time di- timeline, and instead of jumping right to where he was supposed to, he jumped to, you know, the forties every time, and just lived <laughs> lived a full life with Peggy. He's like, I gotta put this one back, but first I'm gonna take the long road. You know, right? Talk about li- li- um, he talked about living some life. What if he just went and lived seven lived full all lives of or whatever? Five, I guess it'd be five, five yeah, full he, lives with Peggy he lived Carter. All of them with Peggy. Yeah, that's that's so greedy. It's kind of beautiful though. Come on, it's greedy. It is. It's, greedy. it's also really greedy. Is it greedy or is it beautiful? Come on, I like. I, I, I thought I thought you'd be more on board with this. Por que no los dos? I thought it was very sweet. All right. <laughs> oh man, that would be uh, that'd be a much longer series because we've been talking about wanting to see like the the series where Cap goes back and puts all the stones back, yeah. but also you know lives his life. Like we would we would want to see that. But then if he's doing that like a bunch of different times, then I mean that's several seasons of Cap living his life with Peggy. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, they'd have to do some time jumps. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, we just watch we just watch Chris Evans grow old on screen as he does the show. Like, what's I don't I don't get what's the yeah, problem here. He just needs to be a slave to that show for the rest of his life. Yes, that is a guaranteed paycheck. I don't think he's worried about his job security at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's his. I think that's Chris Evans' main hang-up. I think he. I think he wants freedom from all this. He's talked about it so much. How it's just so hard to be Captain America all the time. Hey, yeah. He have it. you seen his biceps? But yeah, yes, yes, I have. That man dragged a helicopter down. I dream about those biceps. I mean, ha- <laughs> I dream about having those biceps. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, sorry. I get you. Yeah, I. It's cool, man. Either way, it's 2019, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> So before we get to feedback, there's one thing that I wanted to talk about um, that happened this this past weekend. Uh, I got a text Friday night 
from a friend that I used to work with uh, before I went to my new job. Uh, she said, I met a huge fan of your podcast tonight. She was a bit starstruck when I told her that we were friends. And I was like, what? That's crazy. And that was legit. My, my response was, what? And uh, she said, <laughs> her, her reaction is the best. She said, before your ego takes over, she's 10, but completely adorable and insists that Marvel is life. We had a great time hanging out. She's a friend of my cousin's kids, and we all did dinner. Dude, if if there are 10-year-olds listening, that makes my ego even even bigger because... Uh, we made it big time. Man. We're bigger than Fortnite. That's right. We're bigger than Fortnite. <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> no, it's just like, to be honest, I think about that a lot these days, especially as a musician, uh, you know, making music. And trends change so much. I'm like... Are, would would kids care about what I'm doing at all? Like, like whenever a high schooler or something like that comes up to me at a show and like talks about how much they like my album or something, which happens very occasionally, um, I am like that. I'm I'm breaking through. I'm breaking through. The kids like me. I'm getting through to them. <laughs> so yeah, that doesn't make me feel less uh, happy about it. That makes me feel more happy about it. <laughs> See, my initial thought is, oh my god, we are so vile. How can we go on recording knowing that we're talking to kids like this? Yeah, oh, they gotta learn somewhere. They gotta learn somewhere. <laughs> that um, was her response. She said her mom listens with her and she's 10, so the likelihood that these are entirely new concepts is low. That's funny. I, I, I don't, I don't, uh, we're definitely not the most vile, that's for sure. Uh, that's but true. I think, I think we both, we both are pretty calm in our language. Sometimes, uh, so most times. Now that I know that there are children listening, I'll try to. I feel maybe I should try. Maybe I should be careful about that from time to time. <laughs> we generally don't, you know, get it too bad anyway. So we're. I think we're all right. Yeah, yeah. So my Aaliyah, tested, kid approved. Uh, <laughs> Aaliyah approved. This gets the Aaliyah stamp of approval. Aaliyah. So, oh yeah, you said that was her name, right? Aaliyah. Th- thanks for listening to the show, Aaliyah. You rock. <laughs> if that's what the kids are saying these days. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. What is it that the kids... <laughs> you, you're so rad. <laughs> tubular. Or to- something. Totally tubular. Uh, yep. All right. Well, let's get into... Okay, so, as we discussed last week... I, actually, it's been two weeks. I, I, should, I guess I should slightly address that. Uh, yeah, I have sorry. been sick as a dog. The last two weeks, or well, the last week, uh, we we did not do a cast last week because I could not uh, bear to use my voice any more than I was already. I, I'm sure I st- still sound a little croaky, but I, I was really worried I wasn't going to be able to sing this weekend, which is my job. So I had to not talk for two hours about Marvel last week. Um, so my apologies. I missed. I really missed doing the cast last week. Yeah, and anytime Matt texts me. Or rather, any time that Matt doesn't text me to be like, hey, when are we casting? I just kind of take that time to breathe. Because mm-hmm. um, I've got a lot of stress at work going on right now. Mm. Cool. I'm prepping to uh, prepping to go to New York for three weeks. so And, and be like the expert on a project. So eh, we... Hmm. It'll be fine. That's really totally cool, ready man. for it. Really cool. Moving on up. New projects. Sure. I love it. Yeah. Love it, man. All right, guys. We're going to dive into feedback. Uh, so we've got 
tons of in-game feedback. We tried to pick through and pick a few things that are uh, new and a few things that were in-gamey and just kind of talk about some of this feedback. And so we're going to do that now. And then if we have time, we'll jump into our humongous 50-page document of feedback and just go through as much as we can. Um, It's it's just growing at this point, man. I know. It's lost. We we missed a week. It's becoming sentient. I love it. (laughs) Feedback. Our Google Doc feedback is becoming sentient. Yeah, it's become self-aware and it's going to take over. Well, that's the thing. It's actually going to start recording its own podcast. I cannot imagine we're going to ever get to all of it, but we're going to, we're going to try to make a dent tonight. We got, we got some time. So let's, 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 let's roll through some stuff. (laughs) Let's kick this pig. All right. Uh, first, Kick uh, this is, pig? Is that a phrase? You've never... Oh, that must be old. Stick this pig? There's, sti- there's a stuck pig. I know, like... No, nah, man. Bleeding like uh, a stuck pig. Okay. Did Kick you ever, this pig? Do you ever remember Ask a Ninja on YouTube? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he yeah, say... There was episode 17, I think it was, <laughs> when he did Ninja Omnibus. He was like, uh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer all these questions. The, the question was, how many questions can you answer, or could a ninja answer in one episode? And he's just like, all right, so gauntlet thrown, gauntlet picked up, and I'm getting ready to bludgeon you over the head with this gauntlet. Anyway, let's kick this pig! And then he starts answering questions, so that's where I pulled that from. Okay, got for, it. For the rest of my life, actually, apparently. All right. Well, these both <laughs> relate to the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. Oh my god, and we haven't talked about that! We have not talked about it at all. Man, we haven't talked about that fucking trailer! Okay, I already dropped an F-bomb, and I'm sorry, but I I am really excited about this trailer. Sorry, Aaliyah. Uh, Sorry, Aaliyah's mom. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so, uh, (sighs) Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. I cannot believe we haven't talked about this yet. Um, Yeah. We talked about it online some, but not on our cast Let's. uh, We've got a few few feedbacks, but before we even talk about that, what, what, what are your major takeaways from this trailer? Man, it's, they just, they go out and say it. There's multiverse. Like, there's a multiverse. They do. It's right there. They do. But I, I'm suspicious. Oh, okay. Tell me why. I'm suspicious. Because we know that in comics, Mysterio is a big fat liar. Oh, yes, he is. (laughs) And that he pretends to be uh, a, a big hero from wherever coming to save everyone but he's really just like uh just trying for the glory or whatever i guess or or using it to steal i don't know what he's doing in the comic books but uh i'm sure there's different stories but what what if this is all part of his bs that's what I'm saying. Like, That's what I think. I, I, I think the whole multiverse angle of this movie is going to turn out to be BS. If it's not, I will be pleasantly surprised. Here's my thought. Here's my thought on it. So they call multiverse, right? And he's he's one of those, like, I'm a hero from my world kind of guys. Yeah. But what if he... What if he is controlling these elemental things because of advanced technology that's far beyond what we, you know, what we understand on our earth? What if he's controlling these elemental things or trying to and they get out of hand? He's trying to make them seem all big and bad and he thinks that he can just control them and come out to be the hero, but in actual in actuality he's a bad guy in his world or even or even just a screw up in his world. And he's trying to control these things here. 
and sh- you know become the big hero, but it gets out of hand, and he has that turn of like I was just trying to, or not even a not even like a dark turn. He was he's just trying to you know trying to be the the good guy or whatever, and it, things got out of hand, and it's beyond his control. Yeah, no, I think that's a totally possible. Totally possible. It's very possible he's from an alternate timeline, but I just don't, I just don't trust it because it comes from him. It was not in the trailer, so this this is a slight spoiler, but I, whatever. It's a very tiny spoiler, I guess. Uh, they have an extended conversation with Mysterio in a in a, in a, tra- in a clip they released on Ellen's show, I guess Ellen DeGeneres show. Yeah. Um, and uh, apparently, Mysterio says that they are in Peter's universe is the the, the six one six. Earth 616. Yeah, which, Dimension 616. Which I found weird just because I assumed that the MCU was not the same universe as the comic books, which the comic books is Earth 616. So I thought that was weird. Yeah, the uh, the comic books are supposed to be like Earth 9999999999. Oh, no, I thought, I thought comic books were like, 616. I'm sorry, the, the movie universe is all nines. Oh, okay. Um, the comic books are 616, but then... You know, the comic books recently had Secret Wars happen and then All New All Different where a, a brand new universe was created. So I'm not sure if it's still considered 616. Right. Uh, even it, though there's people from 616 in it. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it, I thought that was strange. I thought it would be better if they chose a different number because then it could seem like the comics were all part of the same multiverse. Um but anyway, it also could <laughs> I'm not going to headcanon that. It's also in a in a clip that came out 3 months before the movie, so who knows yeah. if it's actually in the movie. I would think that that kind of thing has to be in the movie. I mean, that kind of thing has to be in the movie, but they are not above ch- ch- changing minor details like the number that he says. Yeah. I mean, you would have thought yeah. that Hulk running through Wakanda would be in the movie. It was not. <laughs> Get out of town with that. Ah. Love it. I love it. So Lie aggravated by that. Lie to me more. <laughs> oh, man. It's like uh, you're kind of the opposite of, of Batman in, uh, what was it? Oh, God, the first one, Batman Begins, where he's just like, swear to me. But you're like, lie to me. <laughs> lie to me. <laughs> okay, let's get into this feedback. So Dylan Diggs sent us uh, an email that Spider-Man trailer helped me reach a little catharsis post-Endgame. Uh, so looking forward to this epilogue slash bridge. I had a thought, though. We all know Mysterio is lying about something. That said, assuming the multiverse is going to be a thing, could that black Spider-Man suit not be Peter at all, but rather Miles Morales? That'd be pretty crazy, but I wouldn't put it past these Marvel makers. <laughs> Marvel makers. That was so hard to say. Sorry. It might just be crazy enough. <laughs> I think that it's too early for Miles, but that's that's a that's a fun idea. Uh, I, I think that Miles coming from eight three three because that's where Mysterio said he's from, uh, Quentin as, as he called himself. Yeah. I think that Miles being the Spider Man from eight three three would be phenomenal. Yeah, because then we could have Spider Verse, like live action Spider Verse. Yeah, I, I definitely think it could be. Uh, yeah, and and Spider Verse was so popular that I, I think it would absolutely work for them to make a Miles Morales come over from another universe. Sounds awesome, but I mm-hmm. don't think that he's the guy in the black Spider Man suit. 
No, God, no. I'd that is good. that is absolutely definitely a Peter Parker stealth noir um, shield produced suit. Yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty. I'm pretty certain of that. I yeah, I've been wrong before. Very rarely, but I've been wrong before. It's actually uh, the Hulk. <laughs> Man, I'm it's, so excited that, that, that Professor Hulk is a thing. Right? So many things in that movie, when they're going through all the time travel, I was like, oh, well, this is a neat thing that they'll never keep up with, you know? But no, now <laughs> now I get to we get to live in a full universe where Professor Hulk is there. Huh. There was also an article that came out. Uh, one of the producers answered and said that uh, Hulk's arm being messed up is permanent. Oh, snap. Yeah. I don't know how messed up it'll be, but that, uh, that his arm being charred from the snap, the snapback, um, <laughs> is going gonna, is gonna to be uh, a, a problem going forward for him just because his arms – it was like such a such – a I mean, it's like a galactic-level event happening yeah. to his arm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, it's got a little bit of a kick, you might think. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, for a brief moment there, I really wanted, <laughs> I really wanted like a Wild West style, or a Wild West, uh, Hulk, specifically for the accent, to be like, hey, that thing's got some kick, after he snaps, <laughs> for like the briefest moment. Indeed. But, you know, super deep, I and Mark Ruffaloed. I don't want that. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Uh, you know, it can be possible though, with the multiverse. <laughs> All right. What's Leah and Nicole Carr have to say? <laughs> she says, get off this topic because Matt hates it. Uh, uh, this is MCU cast. Okay. Though I can't get out of my head that Mysterio is a villain, but Jake Gyllenhaal just plays such a likable character. And I got to admit, his powers look crazy awesome. And a split in the multiverse, the possibilities are endless. Hail Hydra. <laughs> Hail Hydra. You really, Hold up. You really took a turn there, Leah. That <laughs> went sideways real quick. I, uh, lo- I think it looks really cool, too. And I wish I didn't have the comics knowledge that Mysterio is a villain because I, I almost don't want him to be. I want this to be a movie about a hero from a, a parallel timeline. Like, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Just the other night, uh, the family and I, I don't know why we let kids watch this movie, but uh, we watched Zodiac because the lady really wanted to watch a crime drama type thing. So we watched Zodiac with Jake Gyllenhaal and Robert Downey As Jr. and Gyllenhaal. Mark Ruffalo. Gyllenhaal, by the way. Sorry. Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Do you say GIF or GIF? Uh, I and say GIF. It's beside the point. But it's just how, <laughs> it's how he pronounces his name. He pronounces it Gyllenhaal, yeah. And okay. Everyone That's else, the important part. It's funny that I, 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 when you said Gyllenhaal, I thought you were, uh, uh, I thought you just m- misread it or something. Like, oh, well, whatever. And then you said it twice. I was like, whoa, you don't, you say you call it Gyllenhaal. Weird. Because <laughs> it's, yeah, they, they're, I'm sorry. they're Gyllenhaal. It's all good. Mr. Jake. Mr. Jake. Uh, Jake G, as it were, and Robert Downey Jr. and Mark Ruffalo all in one film before the MCU. Oh, yeah. That's true. Anyway, so in watching Zodiac, I I was watching Jake G do his thing, and I was like, man, he's so likable. How is he going to play a villain? I don't want him to play a villain. (laughs) Uh, what if I, he's not a villain? I, I, I don't find. I think he is creepy as hell. A lot of times, I almost said heck. 
I was like going between heck and hell there because they're because of Aaliyah. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this story's he, got you all messed up. I'm he, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it was wonderful. He has been in some really creepy roles. Yeah, it's like Bubble Boy. Ugh. <laughs> It's the I, worst. I love Bubble Boy. Um, <laughs> it's, it's pretty great. Uh, but no, what's that one where he... <sighs> Talk about Nightcrawler? Nightcrawler is really creepy. He's super creepy in Donnie Darko, even though he's the protagonist. Um, <laughs> he's also super creepy in the one where the guy, the guy traps him in a house and <laughs> is going to kill him. Isn't that him? Prisoners? Is that his, is, he's in Prisoners, right? Yeah, he's in Prisoners. He's Detective Loki. Oh. Per IMDb. Maybe, uh... uh, Yeah. Maybe he's not as creepy as I'm remembering. Um, (laughs) Anyway, he can play... He can can definitely play not likable, I think. I think he could pull off not likable. It's just that it's so easy to like him. Did you ever watch End of Watch? Uh, yeah. He was in that one, and he was with Luis. That's right. (laughs) He was indeed. Also known as Michael Pena, who can be in no other role other than Luis now. Um, we need somebody to recap the MCU. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, uh, I was a fan of, of End of Watch, just, you know, overall, like, it it was fun to watch, I, I felt. Um, kind of reminding, or well, when Bright came out, it really reminded me of End of Watch. Same yeah. director, who knew? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So, Jakey G gonna be uh, gonna be a villain, and you're still you're on the uh, he's a creeper train. Good to know. Good yeah, to know. I, I think he's pretty creepy. <laughs> or, like, I guess I, I guess mostly uh, it's Donnie Darko that's got me. Like, I just I, I have early impressions of Jake Gyllenhaal as a very creepy dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, so. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Nathaniel Muzzy. I love that it says fuzzy right there, because that's great. Uh, Nathaniel Muzzy says, The absolute best thing about the new Spider-Man trailer is that it establishes that the unresolved time travel issues from Endgame are features, not flaws. Yeah. Love that. I think that is a very good outlook to have on it, and one that you should adopt, Mr. Matthew. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm totally on board, especially if that this trailer does make me feel really good about all this stuff because, you know, it looks like they're not just going to gloss over the fact that they had this crazy time travel adventure. It looks like it's going to affect their universe. If <laughs> Mysterio is telling the truth, but that's the problem. Is Mysterio telling the truth? Yep. I don't know. I don't know. I, I hope that. You're right. I hope that you're right that he is from another universe. He's just not actually a hero there. Yeah, I think that that's what they're going to go with. Because, like, if you look at how those elemental things look in in our world, like, there's it's very very far fetched for those to be at that scale. And be special effects like like it was in the comics. Sure, because he's all smoke and mirrors. So it it's not really realistic. I mean, realistic in this universe, ha 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 ha. But like, still, there's there's an amount of grounding that needs to happen. That, that would that correct. That, yeah, I, I'm with you. 
I'm with you. And I think that's a good fix. I think the idea that he has technology from another future, another timeline, but instead of using it to help, he's actually just using it to um, expand his own notoriety or whatever. Yeah. Or, or, yeah or, like, a, like a booster gold kind of situation. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly right. I like I like that I know that much about Booster Gold, just so that I can make that that kind of comparison about Mysterio. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's basically all I know about Booster Gold. But there, there it is. <laughs> but it, but it, but it but it tracks totally. Yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. Uh, let's see. Next up, Adam Trimbath sent us an email. I know you know what I mean when I say I could do this feedback all day, hmm. but I'm going to try not to. <laughs> that's great. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, he says, damn, as John Locke said all those years ago, I'm going to need to see that again. My mind is blown. I just want to make a comment on the time travel in the film. I like to pride myself on enjoying any content that involves time travel. And shit, this film did it so well. It did it so well, in fact, that I didn't mind when the film took a dig at my favorite film of all time, Back to the Future. Lots hey. of people love to nitpick time travel, but did you guys see any moments that it really didn't work out in the end? I want to say it was near flawless. Screw you, Doctor Who. <laughs> really can't wait to see you guys roll through the trailers and find all the times they tricked us, quote-unquote. I know they didn't lie to us by changing the trailer. They hid stuff so that the film is more fun. The first thing I thought of was when we all caught the double-up of Nebula in the trailer. So that was a massive foreshadow, wasn't it? And damn, I need a beer. P.S. It's all connected. Hashtag Jarvis. Your friend in time, Adam from New Zealand. Awesome, Adam. Uh, it sounds like me and you have similar taste. Uh, pretty much Back to Future is was my favorite movie, and I think Endgame might have supplant, supplanted it. Supplanted? Is that the word? Supplanted. Supplanted. Uh, I, re- I really liked Endgame. Uh, and just, again, not the best movie ever. But my favorite movie ever. I really think it might be my favorite movie ever. And before that, it really was Back to the Future. I really love, 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 love Back to the Future. I ordered a, I haven't ordered loot crates in a while. I just don't, I, I tend to get way too many things I don't like in them. <laughs> but this week they had like a loot crate DX that had back to the, a featured Back to the Future item. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I, I know I'm probably paying $30 for the one item that I will like that will be $5 worth of an item, but. Yeah, you could go to freaking Books a Million and get that. Yeah, but there's something fun about being surprised with a Back to the Future item. Um, <laughs> we are not a sponsored. We are not sponsored by Loot Crate. <laughs> we should yep. be. Definitely should be. Oh, man, that would be so cool if there was like an MCU crate. Or no, not MCU crate, but an MCU cast crate. <laughs> hey, there basically is. Yeah, you can go to patreon.com slash MCU cast and get your own pseudo crate. We don't deliver as frequently, but damn, the shit we got is cool. Yeah, yeah, that's true. By the way, speaking of the Patreon and all of that, we have gotten a, a lot of new patrons lately. Uh, really appreciate, I guess within game, all the new people and uh, we really appreciate the support. I felt bad. We got like five new patrons last week, and we didn't get to cast. <laughs> I was like, um, <laughs> "Sorry, sorry, guys." Nah. Thanks know, for the pledge. This week's free, I guess. They don't get charged for it or anything because we didn't do one. But still, like, I just felt bad. Well, I was like, you know, there's all, a lot of backcasts that they have to catch up on. Yeah, yeah. all this new support, and uh, we're just not doing a show because I'm sick as a dog. Um, and uh I'm sure Adam's listened by now, but uh we definitely had our issues with the time travel in the movie. But we're 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 thinking of ways that they can work. <laughs> the the really the only issue I have with the time travel 
is the uh, Captain America. That's uh, Captain America on the bench instead of on the platform. Uh, there yeah, are various yeah. ways it could work, but we do. We, it was not made clear how it works. So <laughs> it'd be really funny if uh, if it was like old man Cap like that, except he came out of the portal that way and was like, "Man, that was fun." Here's your shield. Bye. No, I think that would have worked. That that's what kind of makes me mad about it is it totally would have worked if 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 he came out and he's in the, he's still <sighs> yeah. he's still in the suit. He's still in the suit. He, you know, he comes forward, and then the helmet comes off, and he's old man Cap. And you're like, ah, oh, that would have been a beautiful, great moment, you know? Yeah, because uh, like Hulk, right then at that moment, Banner said, uh, "It's going to take as long as he needs to, but it'll be just a few seconds for us." Yeah, totally would have been fine. I think they just liked the visual of him sitting on the bench so much that they like broke the universe. They literally, they literally. Just real quick, this the, is a good visual, so let's break the universe. The only w- way it works in my head at this point is if they are in an alternate universe. They had to create a whole new universe to me, in my in my head canon mind, just to make that visual work. And I'm kind of like, just just have him come back, you know, just have him come back through the portal. But I think they wanted to allude to the fact that it was always him as her husband. Yeah, yeah, that's the way it makes the most sense for me. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Casper Lark hit us up on Twitter. Adams, you cast. Not sure if you talked about Fantastic Forecasting recently, but I think Adam Scott from Parks and Rec would be a great choice for the role. His character on Parks and Rec was brainy and quick-witted like Reed, and he even looks the part. Thanks for the amazing podcast, guys. Hmm. I, I think that's an interesting choice. I think he's a little too dopey. <laughs> really? Dopey? Yeah. I mean, he always plays smart, but he always plays kind of dumb smart, like like book smart, but too smart for his own good kind of smart. You know, I, you know what I mean? I don't know. I'm sure he could pull it off. I like Adam Scott a lot, but everything I've ever seen him in, I don't think I could take him seriously uh, because he's like he's so smart. Yes, in Parks and Rec, he's very smart, but he's also the guy who's constantly making kind of like dumb mistakes. He's just kind of dopey. I don't know. That's my the take only on it. the only thing I remember him in is Step Brothers, and he was just an asshole. Yeah, he, he's just a total asshole in that movie. And like that's all I can think of. And I'm like, I, Reed's not that kind of asshole. He's an asshole, but he's not that kind of asshole. Right. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. I doubt that they'll go with somebody who's already known in you know in any kind of. Uh, fandom. I think that they're going to pull in new people for all of their casting going forward. Hmm. Um, Maybe. Well, mostly, mostly because Tom Holland was this out of nowhere kind of kid, and well, yeah, but they like, wanted to go young. If you're going young, you kind of have to go out of nowhere. Yeah, true. But you know, if they're going to do like a new Fantastic Four, or you know, if you're if you're going to have, um. You know, something something younger, kind of Ultimates style Fantastic Four. You need to go younger. You need to go unknown, and then you lock them into contracts for twenty years. Um, if you're going to go with an older read, I want to see somebody like John Hamm take on that role. Now I can get behind John Hamm. Yeah, yep. I could definitely, especially if they're going for older. Especially if they're, I mean, it, it maybe it's trite, but. If they're going period with it, yeah. Like if they're going older, cocky, jo- uh, cockier, 
Reed Richards where he's just like that pretentious douche of like, I always get things right. I just have to figure it out kind of thing. John Hamm is absolutely the way I would go. Yeah. I think he, he's a, he's definitely a fun option. I like, I could totally see him in that role. Yep. Yep. I could also see him as Dr. Doom though. Oh, yes. That is, uh, that's the first role that, I think we actually talked about that before, is that John Hamm would be an amazing Doctor Doom. I feel like we might have. I feel like we might have. So let's not tread on old ground like that. Let's talk what- This is a snake that's eating itself. (laughs) We are Ouroboros. Anyway. um, Next up, yeah, let's move on. Jamie Bell said on an email, hi there. I just wanted to say a massive thank you to you guys. I live in London and have been training for a marathon, which I am doing on May 6th. Uh, wow, it has been, <laughs> it's been at least that long since we, uh, well, congra- have feedback. congratulations on the marathon running. Uh, yeah, let us know how congratulations it went. on doing that. For real. Uh, that's <laughs> awesome. First off, I've really been thinking a lot about marathon running lately. I, I have a few friends that are doing it. Uh, one friend that's doing marathons and one friend that's doing half marathons. And I, and I, I, you know, I've been getting fit lately, uh, losing a lot of weight. And I'm just starting to get to the point where I'm, I'm doing a lot of hiking and I'll go for like seven, eight mile hikes where I don't stop. It's just consistent walking, hiking. And I'm like, I can kind of see if I lost a few more pounds, like turning these eight mile hikes into eight mile runs and then extending that and doing that sort of like long marathon running. Um, I'm definitely not there yet, but it, it's, it's been interesting me a lot. So it's really cool that you're training for a marathon, Jamie. I, I respect, much respect. Much respect to you. You do your thing. That's not my kind of, uh, it's not my kind of athletics. <laughs> I'm more of a pick shit up and put it down kind of guy. Yeah. You know how it goes. Anyway, so he's been training uh, for the marathon, which he's doing on May 6th. He says, your podcasts have totally got me through the training. I'm new to them and have gone right to the back catalog as the runs have got longer. I'm saving the end game review for the actual marathon and just loving your show. Oh, wow. He said, one thing, though, the ongoing music drop discussion is an absolute no-brainer for me. Shoot to thrill, Iron Man entrance and Avengers. Just a perfect moment. Oh, yeah. That was really good. Yep. Especially when he's just like Agent Romanoff and then just drops in, blasts, blasts Loki. Ah, it's good stuff. Yeah. That is real good. Man, that movie is real good. Me, me and Gary, again, I had a lot of MCU discussions this morning with my buddy Gary, our buddy Gary, uh, and we talked about uh, what was better, Avengers 1 or Endgame. Ooh, that's uh, there's there's so much caveat to that. Yeah, there's tons of caveat. It's hard to it's really hard to knock knock it down because Avengers one established the thing. It's hard to say anything's better, but I like Endgame better. I think I think Endgame is better for me. As I've said, it's my favorite movie at this point. Um, I think that's a discussion that we might have to have on a future episode. Mm, yeah. Just yeah. a full on Avengers one versus Avengers Endgame. <laughs> yeah, maybe discussion. Just, just rank the Avengers movies. Like all all four of them. <laughs> uh, it's 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 like crazy that there's enough Avengers movies now that we can talk about ranking them. I don't know, it's just it's just awesome. There's barely enough. And, and there has to be like honorable mention for Civil War. Oh yeah, Civil War gets to gets to be gets to play. <laughs> it's, it's Avengers 2.5, let's be real. Oh, yeah. All right, so next up, we got Tristan Butcher hitting us with an email. Looks like 
Oh, we have a movie theory here. Ooh. Hey, guys. I was listening to your pre-Endgame podcast and had a crazy tinfoil hat theory. My favorite kind of theories. Yeah, they're the best kind, right? <laughs> um, Tristan says, what if the rumors about the Eternals movie is a lie from Marvel? Similar to how Marvel told us we would get an Inhumans movie, but instead we got Spider-Man. What if they're covering up the fact that they're already working on X-Men or Fantastic Four? What if they are announcing this fake team-up movie so that they can announce multiple actors without raising suspicion of another more well-known team, such as X-Men? We already have rumors of the actors playing major roles in this movie. Angelina Jolie, Kumail Nanjiani, and Dong Siak Ma. Like, tell me what you guys think. That is not the craziest theory that I've heard. That is not the craziest tinfoil hat thing. Uh, I think that the Eternals would be a weird choice at this point for Marvel, honestly. Uh, They keep saying how important it's going to be going forward and how they want to start building out the galactic universe. Um, Captain Marvel's got to have a place to play in. Yes. It's an interesting theory. It's an interesting theory, Tristan. I dig it. I would say though that the um the the whole you know inhumans movie thing was not it was not so much a a lie, uh, a lie or a juke uh it was that the inhumans just did not play well on the small screen right well it was also they changed it up when they i think when they made the spider-man deal they changed their plans originally it was supposed to be a movie and then it wasn't yeah, it was definitely not a lie. It was just that it was intended to be intended to be a movie. Then they couldn't make the movie work for whatever reason, maybe because of Spider-Man. And so then they dropped in into TV, and it was made very poorly. Um, and so I think Inhumans has been sullied for a while. And I think it, you know, you really have to get a visionary director if you want to make something so out there. Like the Eternal, like Guardians worked so well, not because it's cosmic, not because it's, you know, uh, introducing a bunch of we new weird characters. All of those are negatives. All of those things are like, negatives for that movie. That movie works because James Gunn loved what he was doing and made a movie that he really cared about, you know? Absolutely. Um, they gave it to a visionary director and he, he made beautiful art with it. Yeah. If, if you don't have somebody who has the, you know, the, the gumption and the, the absolute, like the absolute mad love that James Gunn had for guardians, you're just not going to get something that's going to be any good. Cause if you go back and, and watch like, uh, any of the extra uh, extras on the DVDs or anything that James Gunn was doing on like on Twitter or anything like that, like when the movies were being made, like he was he was doing all kinds of things just himself. Like he didn't leave it up to to animators to decide like how Groot is going to walk. He's like, you know, it's in my head. Like this is how he's going to walk. He's a big lumbering thing. So he just like, you know, puts his phone camera on record and just like starts stomping around as you know, this is how Groot is going to walk obviously because he's, you know, so damn big. And like, this is how baby Groot is probably going to dance. And like, let's go ahead and incorporate that. Like all the dancing in guardians Two that baby Groot did in that opening scene was James Gunn. Yep. James Gunn really, really just cares on a micro. He's like, he cares about every shot of that movie and making it amazing. 
Um, both movies are really great because he he loved them, and I, I you got to find someone like that to make a visionary mo- film to introduce a, a new character that people aren't going to care about. You know, the, no one's going to care about an Eternals movie, especially if it's not going to introduce like be involved with any of these other characters. Maybe if Captain Marvel shows up, but Captain Marvel is not the most beloved character right now. Um, so I don't know. I don't know where they go, how they go forward. Well, I mean, they got uh, they got the big Thorbowski on the team. That well, oh, oh no, I mean, Guardians goes forward. I'm talking about with an Eternals movie. Oh, I sorry, yeah. I, I don't know how they go forward with the MCU and introduce new characters. I do think that X Men and Fantastic Four will happen um, in the next few years. But I don't know if it'll. I don't know if it'll happen instead of an Eternals movie. I think it's very, very, very possible. Oh man, what if? There, I've seen some some theories kind of in our like because like as our feedback comes up, I'll uh, I'll glance at it and then kind of you know wait for that to show up in our in our doc or whatever, and I'll be thinking about it as the as the week goes on, or you know I'll look at it briefly while I'm at work and then just kind of go back to what I'm doing because I'm busy. Right. Um, but there's been some talk of like, what if the snap uh, from Hulk or the snap from uh, from Tony or the snap from Thanos or the extra snap from Thanos? Like, what if any of those things caused a shockwave of radiation that caused a mutation in the people that right. were gone and came back or anybody? And like, that could pretty easily make X Men happen. Yeah. Or, you know, if that radiation were to be in a cosmic space and wipe out or, you know, tear through a spaceship or a space station where there are four specific people there, you know, they could pretty easily make Fantastic Four happen. Like, these things could be there. Yep. And something similar could go down in um, Spider-Man Far From Home, where in order to defeat these eternal things, or not the eternal things, these elemental things, uh... Peter's got to make some sort of radiation happen and like, oh, whoops, accidentally made the X-Men. Mm-hmm. Here's a here's another uh, insane crackpot theory. How about uh, they're fighting Mysterio, you know, he's gone full bad at the end of the movie. Spider-Man's fighting him. He's down on his luck. He's about to be defeated. And then Portal opens from Earth 388 or whatever. And the uh, Fantastic Four show up because they're like chasing down this criminal from their timeline. <laughs> oh, that would be so good. Yeah, it really would. Um, it would be so good. I want to get. I, I'm, I'm excited. They have such a long time period off after Far From Home, and I, I just. I mean, I hope they take all this time that they're reassessing what they're doing. I think they're, they, they, for the first time we didn't, for a little while we didn't have a Marvel movie in production. We may still not. Um, and I am excited to see what this little bit of, this little breather they're taking, what they it's come up with. almost a year breather. Yeah. I, I'm excited to see what that, what that means for the future. What, if I'm hoping they are taking it and really thinking out their next moves. And they're hopefully, Kevin Feige is as he always has been. And he's thinking fifteen moves ahead to into building this universe. You know. Oh yeah, they announced uh, all their release dates for Marvel stuff through twenty twenty two. I think it was like all of Phase Four. 
Not like yeah. what is in those slots, but uh, yeah, what yeah, dates yeah. it is. Dates. We have just dates at this point. And we're expecting that something, some big announcement is going to come uh, in Hall H this year. Oh, I bet. Oh, I really hope so. All right, let's get let's get these last. So we have three more feedbacks that we put on the dock for today. Uh, what else we got? Uh, we got Lisa Murphy. <laughs> so, let's well, not do says, that. It's a fan in Ireland, man. It's, you got to do the Irish accent. Nope. <laughs> feels, feels real offensive. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. What if she likes it? She might. Okay. Hi, guys. Love the podcast. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. She says, hi, guys. Love the podcast. Have just finished your Endgame Instant Take and loved it. So since the film, I'm feeling fairly traumatized. <laughs> loved, it. <laughs> loved it so much, but I am devastated at the same time. I've also had some more questions about the whole time travel thing. Like, if Cap has returned the Soul Stone to Vormir, would that undo Nat's death? Uh, the Ancient One also mentions that removing the stones alters the flow of time because they create the flow of time as they know it, so they go and put them back. But if they were destroyed, anyway, later on in the timeline by Thanos, how does that now affect the future? What is the future without the stones? Will Doctor Strange now no longer have the Time Stone? Does past Gamora's existence in the future alter... The timeline. Does Loki now exist again? So many questions. Maybe you guys will touch on some of this again in a later episode. Anyways, my head hurts with all the time travel and my heart hurts for Tony and Cap. All the best. Keep up the good work. A fan in Ireland, Lisa, Doctor. All right, I'll let that last one slide. Um, <laughs> all the paradox stuff is just other realities being created. So yes, there is a version of Loki out there that exists, but he is in a different universe. And there is, uh, the Gamora or Nebula can kill Nebula because it's a different Nebula, um, is not the one with the same history as her. And Gamora can exist now, uh, because of the same reason. So all these, all these things work because of the alternate timelines. Um, the, the You asked about the, the stones. We had talked about this last week, I think, or two weeks ago, about what does that mean for our timeline if all the stones have disappeared because the Ancient One says it helps control the flow of time. Um, it actually, the writers came out and said that what Thanos did uh, did not destroy the stones, but broke them up. So that it dispersed the energy of the stones, so they are no longer uh, concentrated ingots, uh, as that uh, as the collector calls them. Uh, but they are just the, the power has been dispersed back into the universe. Ah, so the, the what the if stones, that made the X Men? <laughs> it could, it could have uh, the rea- you know the reality gem being dispersed could have caused the X gene to pop up on all planets. Who knows? Um, yeah, so that's apparently that that thing, which I was concerned with because it did seem like a big flaw. But apparently, the writers and directors said, or someone said, I don't even remember who, that it was the power was dispersed. Hmm. Cast back into the universe from whence it came. Yeah, I guess they at some point they drew all that power into the stones, and now they have just been redispersed into the universe. Hmm. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with him dispersing them, and and like that that leaves it open for a future thing to where like somebody you know has been drawing the power together and you know recollecting all of the stones and 
or Maybe. at least some of the stones, and they put them together wrong or something into one like super stone, <laughs> and then they just blow themselves up. Yeah, I'd be okay. That with doesn't that. sound like a good idea. I think they're done with the stones. I think they're done because I think they they spent ten years telling that story, and now it's yeah. time to tell something new. Yeah, they're hanging up the gauntlet. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, next up, the Big Thorbowski on Twitter. Hey, guys, currently listening to the Feedback Podcast on Endgame. Had a few thoughts. By the way, you don't have to read this on the podcast because it's probably going to be a bit long. If you just want to reply back when you get a chance, it's plenty fine. Okay, should we stop now? Nope, let's go ahead. Oh. All right, cool. Uh, first, Maria Hill was at Tony's funeral. She was standing behind Harley Keener next to Secretary Ross directly in front of the house. Oh, yeah, I, I guess we mentioned on a previous cast that she was not there. We got a few people corrected us on this. She apparently yeah. was there. Um, I want to blame it on somebody else saying that yeah, Maria Hill wasn't I th- I think there. That's what happened. I think somebody and said we just it. ran with it. Somebody said Maria Hill. Why wasn't Maria Hill at his funeral? We were like, I don't know. That does seem strange. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, seems like something that she would want to be there for. Yeah, probably because she was. Yeah. So sorry about that. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's it's our fault for running with it. it and, is. Oh yeah, for sure. Sorry. I just didn't uh, remember. I didn't remember seeing her. Okay, I'll blame Matt. Um, <laughs> sure. I, t- I, take, I fully take the blame. Okay, cool. I had nothing to do with it. I was probably the one talking the most about it. Uh, number two, Shuri was the one that was working with, uh, with Vision before Thanos ended up killing him and then snapped, which caused Shuri to be dusted. So there was unlikely anyone in the five years who was able to finish bringing him back without the stone, or anyone who even cared about doing it because they were now missing half their people and their king, and had other stuff going on. Uh, this one isn't my own thought. Maybe it gets talked about on the podcast, but I'm only halfway through listening, so sorry if it's a repeat. Time Ooh. travel rules in the movie say that going back in time doesn't change your future, it creates a new timeline. So when Cap goes back to return the stones, if he gets back to each past moment before the stones were taken, there would be two sets of stones in that reality at that moment. Couldn't he just stop the endgame Avengers in those past timelines from taking the stones so that everything plays out correctly and the stones are never missing? Because that wouldn't change Cap or anyone else's future. They always get the stones from the past, but now Cap could return those duplicate stones back to his present, and the main reality would have a new set of stones to replace the ones that Thanos had destroyed. Maybe it creates a paradox or something, I don't know. Just the thought that I had. Thanks for taking the time to read this. Have a good day. Bonus thought. When the dusted get returned, if they were in a large building when they got dusted and the building was destroyed in the five years, when they return, do they return to the ground or just plummet to their death? That is a good question. Um, so, first of all, time travel. So, if if they go back before and they stop themselves from so th- this does get a little paradoxical uh but it can't be paradoxical because they've set up the time travel in a way that is not paradoxical uh if they go back and talk to themselves and interrupt their current selves they don't stop themselves from taking the stone they 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 could they could do that but what they do is uh, create a third and fourth timeline branching off of both the realities because they're going back to a timeline where one thing happened and they're interrupting themselves before that thing can happen, which would create a divergent timeline. And but it's then, already a divergent timeline. Exactly. So it's a divergent timeline upon a divergent timeline. And then when that, like say that Hulk, he, he goes back and stops Hulk and gives him the time stone. 
right? When that Hulk goes back to his his original timeline, that is now a different original timeline. So it would actually create three or four branches. It would not affect the people uh, in his timeline that came back with his with the stones. <laughs> it's re- that that is one of the most confusing time travel questions we've gotten so far. So good job, uh, Big Thorbowski, on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but if if I'm reading it correctly, it would create. It would turn the two timelines into four timelines. <laughs> it's fine. What could go wrong? So, so then you've got you already have five timelines, and that would double every one of them, and it would quintuple the original timeline. <laughs> so you turn the five timelines into like fifteen timelines. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Uh, but you still don't do anything to your own past. So the point is you can't change your own past. So he can't go back and talk to Hulk and change the Hulk that has to go back and talk to him in the future and fight Thanos with him. Because that Hulk would be a different Hulk. I don't know if everyone else is enjoying this as much as I am, but I love this stuff. <laughs> I feel like this sounds boring. Like I can understand from another person's perspective, the conversation I'm having right now, mostly with myself because I've been talking a lot, sounds boring. But I am having the most fun talking about all these time timelines. <laughs> Just wanted to make that clear. I can see that. So, what's really what's really dark thought, or what's really uh, not a great thought? You know, she. The, the, the ancient one, whenever she said, you know, it creates a virgin, uh, divergent timeline. If he were to go back and stop the Hulk from taking the time stone, that would create the, that would make that one extra timeline into two extra timelines, right? And there would be four branches, but there would, since there's only two stones, two of those four branches have the, the stones in them. So two of those, the other two of those four branches, do not have stones in them and are dark timelines. No, 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 no. He's saying if he goes back and gives the time stone to, let's say, let's just look at one example. So if he goes back and gives the time stone to Hulk before Hulk takes it from the ancient one, then he creates two new timelines, both of which have a time stone. I don't know. It's getting it's getting a little crazy, man. We're getting in the weeds here. We are in we are securely in the weeds at this point. And I <laughs> freaking we love very, it. We oh, very very much need a bush hog. I love it so much. Uh okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> we need to talk about this bonus thought though. Like what about the people who were in planes when they got dusted? Yeah, this is a big uh this is a big question. I'm assuming that when um that when Hulk made the snap when he wished upon a star and clicked his heels three times and made that magical snap, he said <laughs> he, he his wish that he made upon a glove was for uh, everyone to come back safely. That 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 would be my that would be my guess. Like uh, just just th- that would be a simple thought to I'm gonna snap and undo this and bring everyone back safely. Snap. Yep. Everyone everyone who got dusted is safely somewhere where they aren't going to get eaten by a shark because they were on a boat and right. uh, not going to crash and like fall into oblivion because they were, you know, 
in a in a plane. Yes, but what that doesn't do is it doesn't undo the damage that one in four planes crashed on the day yeah. of uh, of the snap. Like uh, again, let's get into the math of it. Uh, you got two to a pilot and a co-pilot in every plane. One fourth of those would have lost both pilots. Yep, which means. Uh, that a quarter of all the planes on the earth crashed, killing all those people who died, you know, uh, all those people in those planes, not, not counting the ones that were snapped away. So we lost one eighth of all plane travelers that day. That depends. That depends. Cause if you're, I love this so much. If, if you're, if you're, if you're, (laughs) sorry, if your category for someone being snapped away is, pilot, you know, half of all pilots, right. then yes, it would be a quarter of the of the the planes got just no pilots left. Assuming but, all, all, all planes had two, two pilots and no one right. else on the plane could take over. Correct. Yeah. But if you're if your contingency or if you're if your snapping is contingent upon just beings then it could have been that no pilots got snapped because luckily all the pilots were in the 50% that were that were good or it could have been all of them got snapped uh, well i'm i'm assuming as thanos said it's random so i'm assuming a quarter of all pilots i mean yes there is a there is a non-zero chance that you roll a dice 100 times and it never lands on 6 or whatever but yeah in 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 you know in a rational universe, it's probably going to happen one sixth of the time or whatever when you roll that dice. So, so it's supposed to be random. I'm just going to take it on its, uh, you know, on its face. That it's <laughs> random. I'm going to go with 50% of all uh, computer engineers are just gone during that five years. Yeah, I'm going to say that that's going to be rough for them. You're so self focused. You're like. Uh, what, but what about, we're talking about people dying, like falling out of the sky and you're like, but what about keep it up with their certifications? No, nah, man, the, the network has got to be maintained. All right. The cloud true. will fall if it's not for us. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> the, the world has to keep turning. There's a lot going on in this movie that we don't see. And I would really love to see a series set in the world of marvel oh my god yes uh, just like a leftovers but for for the mcu that i would love a five-year series set in the set in that timeline where you find out like what happens politically and financially and like how the food system continues to work and like all that stuff i, I would love it it'd be like a post-apocalyptic series just set in the mcu yeah. And dealing with that. Oh my God. Ah, it would be really, so good. I need it. Really upset that we don't get that in like the, uh, Defenders universe. Like if the Netflix shows had kept going and they just kept telling the stories year by year and they had entered this like dark period of the five years after the snap, that would have been amazing. Mm, dark rain. You, you you get rid of Danny Rand and with one little snap of the fingers, and Colleen can take over for real. Hey, whoa, hold up! What? Sorry, sorry. What, anyway, what, was that? what does Danny guy have to say? Hey, <laughs> sir. 
Uh, he says, "Why are you just gonna shit on Danny Rand just like that?" And he said it. He said it in the email, man. It's it's right there. It's very clearly stated. Uh, now, Denny guys said, "Hey guys, have been enjoying your podcast for a while now, and finally decided to join the conversation. If you're still talking in game feedback, I'd like to drop a few thoughts now that I've had a chance to see it a second time." Regarding Tony and Strange's exchange at the end of the movie, I don't think the comment that if I tell you it won't happen diminishes Tony's arc and growth as a character. I feel that the writers went out of their way to spell out the dangers of using the gauntlet, and Banner basically says that he's the only one who could survive it. I think that it would only diminish Tony's sacrifice if he had been unaware of the risk. I heard in an interview, or maybe it was the commentary track for Infinity War, where the Russos said that Tony had prepared for Thanos and perfected his suit over all these years, and yet his best was not strong enough to beat him. So I thought it was so in line with the character of Stark that he really defeats Thanos with his ingenuity by figuring out time travel. Uh, I love Iron Man, obvious favorite character, but I always thought Tony's real superpower is his intellect. Yes, absolutely crushed that he's gone, but what a hero exit. I'm pretty sure Superman never saved the entire universe. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, lastly, you think there's any chance that Quill is going after the original Gamora? When I saw it in the, uh, as, when I saw it the second time, I thought I caught Nebula saying something about Vormir being the center of celestial life or something. Maybe Quill has an end here? Probably a crackpot theory, but not sure if I want to see a Guardian's 51st Dates or do I? <laughs> uh, there's so much more to say, but want to keep it short. Anyway, love to hear your thoughts. Peace! P.S. Any chance you guys will do another cast with the Ethics guys? I really enjoyed that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, I really hope so. Uh, by the way, starting tomorrow... Uh, I am actually starting a new podcast with the ethics guy. Are you? I am. I don't know if it will, if Denny will be excited about it. We're going to do, uh, I think we're going to call it the Orville Universe podcast. <gasps> yeah. Uh, oh. the Orville is a show I really like. Um, I am very interested in ethics and the Orville is a Star Trek parody. But it takes itself very seriously, particularly the moral questions on the show. It takes itself very, like, and it, in, in, in Star Trek fashion, similar to the original series, every episode is a moral tale that they kind of tackle a different moral issue. And, uh, I think it's a really cool fit because I love, I love Star Trek. I love the Orville. I love that show. So we're going to do, uh, we're going to do a podcast about the Orville. So, so oh, yeah. probably we'll be working with Matthew uh, West Fox a lot going forward. I'm excited about it. We're actually yeah. recording our first episode in the morning. So that's really exciting. That is really exciting. Happy to hear that. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, but back to, back to his other questions, but yeah, hopefully we'll have, we will have, uh, Matthew or, or his host on, uh, again, because they, yeah, I really, I, I really like the ethics of all this stuff. Um, I, I have, I'm going through some personal things in my life that are really like, uh, the ethics of things are, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm sort of like going through an ethical crisis in my own mind. Um, so, so it's actually been, uh, these, these shows and TV and movies have like, taken on new meanings for me in these last few years, uh, going through the stuff I've been going through. So, um, that was all very coded. Maybe we'll talk about it more on the Orville cast. I don't know. <laughs> um, but anyway, 
Let's get back to his Marvel related stuff. I totally agree. I think Tony's sacrifice was awesome. Um, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. We, we got on a tangent a couple weeks ago about, uh, strange saying the thing about, um, if I tell you it will happen, it won't happen. And whether that takes away from his sacrifice, I don't think it does. I think he knew, he definitely knows that he's, uh, going to die in that moment. It's more like, the question was, was he not ready to sacrifice a few moments earlier? Like, maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. I don't know. That statement from Strange actually doesn't have anything to do with his willingness to sacrifice. It could just mean that if he says it, then Tony will try harder to get the stones too early or whatever. You know, like, it's it's it had yeah. to be that moment, and so Strange couldn't mess with it. If he tells him, then that changes the things that happen in that timeline, and it then becomes not the one in 14 million, however many, 14,605, that you know, that ended up being the one. Yeah, for sure. Um, and as of, I think we are going to get, uh, 50 first dates in the Marvel universe. I think that's very, I think that's where they go. And I don't think that the original Gamora's back or that we have any clues how to get her back. They've said that people who die that way stay dead. And they, man, they killed off two of our great female characters. I yeah, really love Gamora and I really love Nat a lot and it's real sad that they're both gone um and i think i don't know i i, I guess i'm gonna enjoy a 50, if james james guy's directing it i'm gonna enjoy 50 first dates guardians of the galaxy style like i'm totally on board <laughs> pretty much on board with anything J- james gunn directs i'm gonna i'm definitely gonna go see brightburn do you, know okay. about, do you know about Brightburn? I've seen snippets of Brightburn. It looks kind of like what if Superman were evil? Yeah, that's that's exactly it. It's what if super the the Superman myth uh except he doesn't uh he doesn't, you know, uh doesn't he doesn't take to his um his country raising and and he doesn't have the morals he just a, a child superman just starts murdering people and it looks awesome it's like little, on a little farm in smallville basically but yeah that that was uh wait am i wrong i thought james gunn was writing and directing it it's a different gun he oh brian gunn and mark gunn yeah, I could have sworn he was he was he was writing or directing it. I thought he was uh, directing. I thought was, a lot of times uh, when they do these big movies, they'll take a year or they'll take a few months off and do something smaller. You know, uh, yeah, looks like David Yaravesky is doing the directing on Brightburn. Okay, he's a producer. James Gunn's producing it. Okay, I remember seeing James Gunn's name on the movie uh, in the trailer, and I was like, "What is?" Well, I still trust his productions. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited about Brightburn. But uh, anyway. Anything, anything James Gunn does with the next um, Guardians, I'll be down for. And if I think he'll tackle that relationship really well. Well, that's about all our feedback for today. Uh, all, the, all that we have time for, because you know what? We've been on here for a while, and I actually have some Game of Thrones to watch. Oh, um, do you? I, start, I'm, I love you guys so much. I waited a whole hour. Uh, before I'm going to start Game of Thrones. It's now 9 o'clock. comes on 8, 8 p.m. Central. So uh, we, 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 I, I, my girlfriend, uh, many of you will remember Alyssa uh, from the many times she's been on the cast. I'm pretty sure she is very 
annoyed with me right now uh, in, the, in the most <laughs> loving way by the way i don't i don't blame her i just know she's ready to watch game of thrones <laughs> <laughs> she's probably annoyed with me right now oh yeah, yeah no that's true yeah definitely <laughs> it's entirely my fault <laughs> but that doesn't have anything to do with game of thrones <laughs> <laughs> on a completely unrelated note i'm pretty sure she just hates me but anyway to maintain my relationship i'm going to need to go watch game of thrones now uh but we'll be back uh probably earlier next week this this was like you know last minute uh on our last weekend day here but next week we'll be back earlier and we'll we'll try to cover some cloak and dagger and some shield and all of that stuff. Uh, so, God, we got to talk about some Cloak and Dagger, man. Yeah, that yeah, freaking yeah. show is so good. It's real good, and Shield is real good too. Uh, it's I'm I'm, a, I'm very disappointed that it's not relating to Endgame yet, but it is very good. Yep. Well, so we'll be back very very soon. Uh, you can hit us up. We're basically MCU cast on all the social medias. Uh, if you want to listen to other shows that I make, uh, I have the Star Trek Universe podcast. Um, very soon we'll have the Orville Universe podcast as well. And uh, I have music. Uh, and check that out. My name is Matthew Carroll. You can find me on Spotify, Apple, Google, all those things. Um, but check us out at uh, mcucast.com. And, yeah, we'll be back real soon. Until next time, true believers.